Welcome back, Waxperts, to another exciting episode of the Wax About It podcast, where I'm spilling the beans on all of the fabulous world of waxing tidbits. So, of course, I'm your host, Asha Marie. We're talking about the growth of waxing chains. Stay tuned. Welcome to Wax About It, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the waxing industry. As a professional waxing esthetician and entrepreneur, I'm here to share with you all the juicy stories, insider tips, and real-life experiences that come with running a waxing business. Are you a seasoned waxing pro or are you just starting out? There's something for everyone on Wax About It, so... Whether you're looking to start your own waxing business, expand your existing one, or simply want to learn more about the industry, Wax About It is the podcast for you. Join us as we chat about all things waxing. So I recently did some research on the waxing industry just to see what's going on. And I found a very interesting tidbit that I wanted to share with you all today. I don't know if you all are following a lot of the, you know, the big businesses in the industry, but these big dogs are not playing around. I want to go ahead and share with you that Waxing the City is expanding like wildfire. I know you guys know EWCs everywhere. Waxing the City is right on their tail. They're adding 55 new locations to their development pipeline across major cities in the U.S., Now, my first impression of Waxing the City, I knew that they were located in Colorado, I believe, but now they're all over or they're getting there. So before we get all heated about waxing chains, let's take a moment to appreciate their role in the waxing cosmos. Okay, maybe not crickets, but you get my point. Look, look, hear me out. I know solo estheticians, we sometimes bash these franchise companies because of our personal experiences, the stories that we hear about people who work there. And, you know, a lot of times we hear about the complaints of poor management or the fact that it feels like you're a robot or it feels like a factory kind of flow. It doesn't have that personal touch that you may want to implement or there's a, lot of, a lack of empathy sometimes just because the business has such rigid standards. So sometimes it can be like a waxing war zone out there. No kidding. And I understand this. I think that we should unite and realize and remember that there's room out here for everybody. Okay, so here's the thing. Many of us waxing beasts, waxologists, speed waxers, whatever you call yourself. If you're experienced and you know that you're well-trained and you got the Brazilian wax or whatever thing you specialize in, if you got that down packed, a lot of us began our epic waxing journeys at places like Waxing the City or EWC or Brazil's, places like that. And we learned to become speed waxing extraordinaires due to their training. I know a lot of people or estheticians who come out of school, they may not have all of the experience doing Brazilian wax or working with hard wax even. So I feel like at these places like Waxing the City and EWC, they have their own in-house training, or at least I think that Waxing the City does. I'm not, I've never been there, but they have their in-house training to work with their wax specifically and to work using their technique. And by doing this, it gives us structure versus just going out on our own by ourselves. So these chains actually do do a lot of the heavy lifting in our industry. And 
guys, their marketing, their marketing brings in new potential clients who are completely new to waxing altogether. And that actually works in our favor. So literally, these curious clients, they may start their waxing lifestyle there at these places, but then they have the freedom and they may even have the curiosity to venture out and explore something a little bit smaller or locally owned, or they just want to test out something else. They might have had a referral and they come to you. So this works in our favor because a lot of us can't reach every client, but these big dogs, they can. So there's room for all of us, like I said, in this smooth kingdom, if you will. And guess what? The waxing industry is still growing. So I'm going to put on my dorky glasses, y'all. According to the latest statistics, the waxing industry has seen a whopping 15% growth in the last year alone. People are waxing their way into the future, and it's our job to keep them silky smooth and smiling. So folks, let's remember, we're all in this together. Whether you're a solo esthetician, whether you're working for another company or business, whether you're a part of a waxing chain or somewhere in between, whether you're working on your license, the waxing industry is not going nowhere. We can have all these other methods of hair removal come in. We can have the robots come in, but we're still going to be here. We're still going to be essential. I think it's time to lighten the mood. (laughs) And I want to share some hilarious waxing stories with you. I literally just heard this story yesterday. One of my clients shared this with me because she doesn't, she's not a regular client. She comes in every blue moon. And so I saw her and she said, you know, I gotta, I gotta tell you, I gotta admit, I did go get waxing done at some other places. I did get some coupons, you know, I can come here when I can afford it, but you know, sometimes I have to just wait till I can afford it. And so she was sharing with me that a couple of her coupon experiences didn't go so well. One of them being that she said she went to this one place. And I think we mentioned this in a a former episode, but she said that the waxologist put the wax all over her, like all over and just removed everything in one strip. (gasps) One strip. No. So I've been seeing this on TikTok and I don't appreciate it because she proceeded to say that after she did it, it hurt like hell and she had to go back over it to get the rest of the hair. So I'm just like, if she would have just did the regular pattern the regular way, that's like for show. I feel like it's trying to show off, but it's not showing off because you have to go back and get the hair anyway. So what are you even doing out here? You're just hurting these folks, taking their money and thinking you're cute and you're not. So stop. Now, the other story, because she had to, I haven't seen her in a while, y'all. So (laughs) the second story had me baffled because I did not know that this was still going on. I didn't know this was still going on. I don't know why we have to continue bringing this topic up, but stop double dipping the sticks. Stop double dipping. Stop it. Give me your hands. Stop it. Because she said she was at a nail salon. And granted, as soon as she said nail salon, my head just dropped. Because I already knew where this was going. But 
I already had the visual. So she said she went to her nail salon. She got her nails done. She wanted to get a wax while she was there. So she said that we're actually trying to talk her out of it, but she didn't pick up on it. So she ended up going back there. And she said that the lady who was getting ready to wax her looked like she didn't know what she was doing. Like she had never done it before, but she was like really trying to power through it. So I wish I could explain it the way that she did. But she said, I was laying there and she had wax all over me, strings all over my stomach, all the way down. She was getting a Brazilian. And I saw her dip that stick in that wax like five times. And I know that that's the wax that they use for everybody. And I said, and you didn't get up and walk out? She was like, I was already there. Girl, she said it took an hour and a half and she didn't even finish. Like she didn't get everything. And she said she was using, no, she wasn't getting a Brazilian. I'm sorry, y'all. My bad, my bad. She was getting a, a half leg, so a lower leg wax. Took an hour and a half. I don't know what kind of wax it was, but it doesn't matter. She said she was using really tiny strips, like almost, if you look at your hand right now, smaller than that. And this is the kicker. For a leg wax, leg wax, she was using the small little tiny sticks, like the little infant tongue depression sticks, like the skinny ones you use for eyebrows. That. (laughs) Y'all, I kid you not. I just felt for her. I felt so bad for her. I was like, I would have peeped all the red flags beforehand, but like sometimes you have to look at things from the client's perspective because they're trying to be wise and budget friendly, right? And they're trying to be convenient with their time. You know, she's a mom of five. So I I totally understand where she was coming from. And I just thanked her for her honesty because it's a compliment knowing that I charge what I charge and I can back that price up. And my value is that I create value. It's good to know that, but it's also kind of like my heart went out to her because I'm like, dang, like, you know, you shouldn't have to, I mean, you get what you pay for, but coming from the mother perspective, it's like, dang, dog, like, why can't I have nice stuff? Like, dang. But I mean, I was just happy to see her again. And again, y'all, there's room for everybody apparently because there has to be the big dogs. We have to have the big dogs. We have to have the people who don't know what they're doing, unfortunately, because it justifies our craft and why our training is so important. I don't know who that woman was. I don't know if she was a licensed esthetician. I don't know if she was just a nail tech. I don't know what was going on in that situation. I don't know if she didn't have the proper training with the wax, but this is why you cannot feel bad for doing your job and for the prices that you charge. There's always going to be clients who want to deal There's always going to be clients who come in and try to haggle with you. And I've had to experience that myself. And you have to stand your ground. That's your boundary that's not there. You have to set a boundary. And I've been talking about boundaries a lot this week. You know, I feel like in your personal life, you know, whether I'm dating or whether I'm not, I have to establish boundaries. Within my work life, I have to establish boundaries. But we can't please everybody. I want you all to remember that. And, you know, you just have to do your best and you have to represent yourself and represent what you stand for and what you believe in. And if you work for Waxing the City or if if you like EWC, like if you like Waxing the City, okay, own that, like own it. It's girl or person. Do what you need to do. Just make sure that whoever you work for, you and they are in alignment with your morals and with what you believe and what you foresee for the future. 
by the way, I didn't see Wax in the City coming to my city, but if they're coming to your city, I know Philly was on the list. I know Atlanta's on the list and a few other places, but if they're coming to your city, don't be intimidated. Just welcome all of the newness. Okay. Maybe even go get a wax by them. Check them out. Check out their technique. You know, do what you need to do. Maybe apply. I don't know. But best of luck to everybody out there. I know we're jumping into quarter four. I know winter time is approaching. And I know it's not everybody's favorite season. But be optimistic. You know, be open to new ideas. Be open to additional education or training. Just take the opportunity when you have the downtime to continue to master your craft, up your marketing, up your communication skills, just just see and research and continue to do what you can do to grow within yourself and your career because it's easy to complain, but to really withstand and really grow within this industry, there's going to be ups and downs and you're going to have to get through them. So boss up, deuces. Oh, and we can get social too. Follow us on Instagram at WaxAboutIt. Hop in those DMs and let us know what you think of this episode. Or like us on Facebook. And remember, waxing ain't for the weak.